You're listening to the Spandex Power Armor Podcast. Get comfy. This is going to be a long one. Hello and welcome back to the next episode of Spandex Power Armor. This time I managed to start an episode off without referencing the current year. Uh, oh. Well, you did it now. I, I, I done did it now, Pa. See, at this episode we're doing Arbor Ranger. Yeah, it's okay. It's not bad. Uh, full name, Bakuryu Sentai Abaranger. Bakuryu, which, you know, the Japanese love their portmanteaus and their wordplay because that's how their entire damn language works. It's just nothing but puns just, at this point. Just puns yeah, upon puns. It's a cipher of wordplay. Yeah, so in this case, it is literally, what, uh, you know, blast dragon, explosion, lizard. Well, it, does... It's basically how you want to put it, like blastosaur or something. Burstosaur. Burst of saw. Um, others well, imagination have, you know, station translated as a dinosaur. Yeah, dinosaur. Like. Is that you know D Y N A? There is quite a lot of leeway for um, subbing groups to do that. And okay, I'm just going to be a Jason David Frank for a moment. I am not keen on subbing groups localizing proper nouns. That's just yeah. me. It's oh, like yeah. okay, that's fine for some things to provide context. Rex. Rex. Oh, Shepard. I, f- I, f- I forgot what a proper noun was. Could you explain to me, please? Okay. Um, <clears throat> allow me to re-explain this for you. I haven't been to school in, in years. In this context, it is the name of something. So oh, let's damn it. say... Forgot, um, yeah, nouns yeah, and names. So let's say Abba Um If that were to be um, <laughs> uh, localized. King. Yeah. Rampage King or something. Because, uh, oh, oh, the yeah. suffix means king. Yeah. Um, they just, when, I mean, I do appreciate the effort they put into it. Like, um, with the trinoids in Aberranger, they're combinations of an inanimate object, a plant, and a living thing. And so, okay, they try and, well, an animal, I mean, they try and localize it to make it relevant to an English-speaking audience. But when we're doing something like this on a podcast, because these yes. subbing groups, there are so many of them, so there can be confusion between it. I'd rather that they keep the Japanese names. Maybe have an author's note or something, just explaining what it is. Translator's like, note, Kokakumi's plan. <laughs> yeah, I just find it's a little too extreme. I appreciate the effort they put into it, but, you know... It's not necessary I, for those kinds of... I, that's, that's why I want yeah. to say that we're... Um, doing it based on imagination stations subs. Um, I think going yeah. forwards, if we when we're doing reviews like this, we should probably say which subgroups we're doing, just so people. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you talking about? That's not what he's called. I, I don't want what, another common rider Ornak. Ornak? What? Like <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> you can see the effort they put in, but it can be confusing as hell sometimes. Yeah. So for for example, um, Rachel uh, is written down as Rachel in um, in the Imagination Station subs. Um, I think they were going for, like, Regis or Reg- Regina. What it, um, but it, everywhere else I've seen it written down is Rajul, as in a, a jewel. Yeah. So, hey, um, um, this is a bit of a tangent, but this is the longest we've gone in an intro without a tangent. Okay, tangent over. Oh. Well, it was nice when it lasted. Uh, so, yeah, that's just our <laughs> kind of disclaimer. We're probably going to not call things some things what you think that they should be called for, for example i'm not going to call yatsuden thingy that all the time i can barely remember it. i'm going to call him croco dial 
Oh man, you, you oh. know what? You put more you put more effort into that oh. than the writers of Power Rangers Dino Thunder put into explaining the monsters of the week because you know they had some strange source material to work with in their story about a cyborg half human half dinosaur terrorist. That's a good story, compared to all the silly monsters that Upper Ranger had. Yeah. It's it's actually what 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 was the um ooh this is gonna hang on I'm oh I completely forgot I I I like Dino okay. Thunder I remember a decent amount about it but I don't remember where the monsters came from okay I'm I'm, I'm just quickly looking up because Yatsudenwani you know that's the um, um they called it something like Croco <clears throat> that's Devile the recurring or something one. like that yeah it's Croco Devile man my internet's really slow trying to pull this up lowpowerrangers.fandom.com Man, um, no, you've yeah, exposed so... our source. Now everyone can be party to the information we are. <laughs> We've empowered the masses. Our exclusivity, no, the no. I'm I'm using it just to pull up names because, um, yeah, the sub. You know, they tried, bless them, but I want to I want to try and get close to it. This is uh, just I want to seem legit. Uh, but yeah, monster designs were a bit crazy. This was a very strange. Um, I'd say. It's like comparing to the concurrent Kamen Rider series at the time, which was Fies. It was still pulling difference. a lot from um, 80s, 90s influences. Like, Abba Ranger was still trying to find its place. It had 2000s special effects to add extra stuff, but they still had some of the, I'd say, wackiness of the 90s. And yeah, the, I was getting some, okay, car, they filmed I, it in that I was getting some car Ranger stuff from they, it. Yeah, yeah, the Car Ranger vibe. They haven't quite embraced the technology and storytelling changes as later Sentai. But that being said, it's the story's absolutely full of twists and turns. It's got a bit of everything in it. But you can tell that it's aged a little. Apparently there were cyborgs. The, the monsters in Dino Thunder. Yeah, I, can, I forgot I, loads. Well, I, they, watched, I watched I guess they kind ago. of are in... Well, yeah, because it's uh, mm. animal, plant, and mineral. Oh, no. Animal, plant, and mineral in some cases. Because the minerals are used in making a telephone, right? <laughs> At some point in the construction. Anyway, like you said, we're going off on tangents. Um, I actually had a decent amount of notes this time. Oh, yeah, there's quartz. Way off. Everyone's favorite. Yeah. Ah, quartz, my, my favorite. Quartz. Yeah, you know, it's know a mineral that, that we trick into doing maths for us. It's the basis of our society. Yeah, as uh, as you mentioned, it was airing alongside Fies, which means that it was going around 2003-2004 time. It started in February 2003 and went to February 2004. It's funny how years work like that. The 27th season overall of Super Sentai. Unless you're one of those weirdos that still doesn't count... Um, Go Ranger and Jacka. It's not in the name. <laughs> it's not in the name. <laughs> what do you mean they retconned it? No. O Ranger, what? Uh, so yeah, as we also mentioned, turn into Dino Thunder, which, in some ways, I kind of maybe prefer it. I really like Mesagog. Don't lynch me, please. Uh, the main writer for it, who did about 26 well, episodes. Well, Mesagog looked amazing, though. Oh, like mm. the effort put into that suit was so cool. Spot on. Uh, yeah, the main writer of the series was, was Naruhisa Arakawa, who was the main writer on our baby, 
Cougar. That's all that matters. <laughs> now, he also did Iria Zyram, uh, Martian successor, Nadashiko, Spice and Wolf. Uh, in terms of Toku, he also did um, Decker Ranger, Arbor Ranger, obviously, Gokaija, and more recently, Kira Major. I watched the first Ooh. episode of Kira Major recently, and I didn't really like it. Uh, he was also a lyricist on a bunch of things. He wrote Superhero Getter, and most people probably know his lyricism work on the first ending for Dragon Ball Z. I don't remember ah. that at all. I think it was about Gohan walking around. I don't know. It's been ages since I've watched that. One hell of a portfolio, though. Yeah. Uh, as far as production goes, um, Chika Hamada um, produced things on the TV Asahi side, who did Fi's Arbor Ranger and Decker Ranger in terms of Toku. Uh, chief producer on the Toei side was Jun Hikasa, who got his start with Machine Man, uh, worked for a bunch with um, Metal Heroes, he did Shida, Metalda. Um, he first got his start on Super Sentai with Gogo 5, he did Blade, Bokenja, Goonja, bunch of juz. He also be, uh, became the head of TV production as well. There's your little, little factoids for the day. Everything else beyond ah. this point is just going to be our opinions. That's our one stinted objectivity. Yeah, pretty much. The people who worked on it. Yeah. I've got to say, though, before we um, get into a full talk about the plot, um, I think that we watched this in completely the wrong way. Because both of us binged it over a period of two weeks. Um, I don't know about oh, you. Oh, yeah. I don't know about you, but I was really feeling it when I was binging it because this is a story this is a TV show that's meant to be enjoyed in um, you know one week installments you know once a week for 50 weeks or so um, but we were watching like a five four a day which you know four episodes oh a day, that's yeah fine. Four after, after work I was immediately just binging it um, and I think that when you binge something all together like that Something like this, at least, it really brings out the repetitiveness of the genre. Yeah, this was before binging. This was before people had this kind of access to media that we have now. Mm. Like, look at a lot of um, new streaming service-only productions. They are made to be binged. They are there because everyone knows that you're not going to settle down and watch an episode every week. No, you are going to sit down and watch through all of them. Maybe if the streaming service has some faith in the consumer, they'll release a new episode every week so they have something for people to talk about. Like, and remember, uh, you know, the common term is uh, water, water cooler, cooler discussion. Yeah. yeah. There's something on television, but the advent of streaming has kind of killed it. The only thing that can really stand is, uh, I guess, big stuff like The Mandalorian or... I guess reality TV, like The Masked Singer, I hear quite people. I hear quite a lot of people. I'm keeping that in because it sounds funny. I'm keeping a lot of. Well, I'm having. I'm hearing a lot of people talking about that. Flopper dubber dub. He's having a stroke. Oh wow, we've really kind of dated ourselves. Yeah, like The Masked Singer. That's Masked Singer is crap, by the way. It is just trash. It is depressing because it is people who are just like on rock bottom, just washed up people. Like Morton Harkett was singing his own songs dressed as a Viking. I don't I'm know like Morton Harkett of Aha, you know, take oh, on. Oh wow! The... I did. Wow. Geez. Yeah, like people were joking about it, but no, it was actually himself. And 
It just it just feels depressing. Rex's mini-review of The Masked Singer. If you like it, you're part of the problem. Oh, but you can't do mini-reviews. That's my thing. I'm stealing your thing. <laughs> oh, my thing. <laughs> the, the, when I first heard about Masked Singer, it was just like, there was this clip of Ryan Reynolds singing a song from... Uh, oh, Annie. yeah, the Ryan Reynolds one was how I first heard about yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's how most people did. But didn't he sing that in Deadpool? Um, he, he, he didn't, but Deadpool the song 2. was in Deadpool. Deadpool 2. Yeah, oh, fair enough. You know, before we started recording, we were talking about um, um, superhero movies. And I'd say the Deadpool series, it, it can stand outside of the rest. It's there as like a necessary thing to relieve the pressure on the industry because it's there as a piss take. I think we need less superhero films as a society. You know, I'm going to... I'm going to become the, the the Ted Kaczynski of of cinema instead of being against <laughs> uh, technology. I'm against superhero films. The MCU <laughs> and its effects on society have been a what was it? A, a, oh God, I can't remember the quote. But in a, whatever, you, you know the quote: the industrial revolution and its effects have had been an unmitigated disaster for humanity. Something like that. Um, it's the return of the Ted Kaczynski references from way back at the beginning of season what season two. Yeah, um, your favorite running joke, the Unabomber. Um, yeah, but Disney's going to keep milking it though because they know the MCU is going to last. Until they hit when did it start? When was Iron Man? Two thousand eight. So this has been going more than a, a decade. Yep. Ugh. Anyway, back on track to Arbor Ranger. So that's fun and has soul to it. Yes. So, um, as far as the plot goes, unfortunately, once you kind of describe the first couple of episodes, you're just kind of treading water for a bit until you come up to the next, um, into the next kind of story beat, you know? So the, the, the series is kind of, it, it's introduced to us really well. It's kind of really interesting because you've got this, um, is Ranger running through the desert on a on a raptor being chased by a giant flying fortress and it's sick as hell. He gets blasted through at a dimensional gateway and then he just turns up in, you know, a regular modern day well, say modern day, two thousand three Japan. And then it, it's still fun, but you can't I, at least I couldn't stop thinking of the fact hang about, there's a whole post apocalyptic parallel world out there that a story could be told in, but isn't Still, it's, it's a decent way of kind of introducing the story to us. Especially since the ranger we're introduced to is black and not, you know, red or anything like that. So then, know, it's just it's yeah, just he's nice not the primary, see. even though yeah. he is the one who gets everyone. To, uh, to be honest, this this is where it innovates quite a lot. Like there are more people who are pulled, you know, who can hear the. Um, what should, what should we call them? Should we just call them Bakuryu or dinosaurs? I'm going to call them dinosaurs. And I'm going to call them Bakuryu, just like um, you I'm going to. I'm going to cause no. I'm going to cause a disconnect because it's like in um, when we were talking about Colossal. You said <laughs> you're just using um, oh shoot, what's her name? You were just saying yeah, unhappily. Ha, ha, I was saying ha, ha. Gloria. You can't remember her name, can you? No, but I can remember the character's name. <laughs> Wait, what? Prove it. Gloria. God damn it. Fight me. <laughs> I will. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to I'm going to use that just to confuse the hell out of our listener. 
Um, Let's call you listener. But <laughs> uh, well, yeah, um, so there were more people. There were more people who could hear, you know, their cries for help than there could actually be upper rangers, and well, two, two of which, yeah, well, there were two of them. You know, one was um, an older an man, man, and one was a, a high schooler who was obviously like, oh, she's going to be the pink, she's going to be the pink ranger, but she didn't, and you know, they were just Never did. there helping. Like, it really set you up to think, you know, oh, wow, we're going to have the full-on standard team. It would have been nice to have an old man ranger. Oh, yeah, I mean, Ryanosuke, he is he is a really nice character. I loved him to bits, because mm. he, he accepted his fate, like, oh, I'm not going to be a superhero, but well, I am going to be the father figure to this group. We're sliding into uh, character discussion territory. That comes at the end. Ah, yes, true. Plot. Plot. Um, so uh, yeah, like I said, we're introduced to these two first, and we're like, "Ooh, are they going to be the oh, Rangers?" Oh yes, and then no, it really they're not going to yeah. be the Rangers. It really did sell, especially with um, Emmy. Just because you know, I'm just going to, even though character discussions later, they, they kept on hinting throughout the entire series. We're going to get a pink yet. We're going to get a pink yet. Ooh, you want you want you want a Barbara a Barry pink? Ooh, do you want that? Mm, well, screw you. Screw you, a Barry pig. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, so we're te- we're teased with this interesting kind of kind of grand, oh, not groundbreaking. You know what I mean? Kind of more unique lineup. And then no, we get we get a normal lineup. Uh, they're introduced to us doing various mm. things like you know, Yukito is a chiropractor, so he's introduced to us you know scamming people out of their money with pseudoscience. Um, <laughs> that's not. Oh, I don't know enough about chiropractory to. That's different make those to the way jokes. it's portrayed in the show, though. <laughs> if you're a chiropractor listening to this, um, I'm sorry. Also, please could you have a look at my. Okay, show, so please? who have we um, alienated so far in our podcast? Um, um, you know what? If so, if you're Irish and a chiropractor, you're gonna hate the hell out of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's always you, Ranger. You're the one stirring the pot. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm trying to get engagement. Just yeah. Oh, that's it. You go for the Rush Limbaugh style of things. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much you enrage them. It's all the ratings. I'm the Howard Stern of the Tokusatsu community. <laughs> oh, oh. I don't, I don't, Rex, you're gonna like eat the blue curry feels. in front of all of us. Did you like eat it for a hundred yen? Oh. Um, speaking of curry, Arbor Ranger. Uh, so yeah, we, we're introduced to our, our main team doing things. Um, just helping people, saving people, and doing things that a Sentai would do. You know, uh, Ryogo is uh, introduced saving a dog at the expense of you know, his own safety. Ranru is introduced as um, was it a purse snatcher? She was stopping. Oh yeah, she was. She was kicking ass. She was the action girl right from the beginning. So she was stopping purse from being snatched. And Yukito was introduced as taking a bunch of money for fixing a woman's back. The scoundrel, which kind of you know introduces kind of us to their general kind of roles they'd play. So you know, Ryogo is the kind of rushing into something, hot blooded, blah blah blah, shonen protagonist, selfless, kind of thing. you know, standard red. Yeah, yeah. Ranru is the um, ooh, Genki, uh, tomboy-ish type, and Yukito is the aloof, cool one. Because he's got a job and is a doctor. Didn't break new ground in that regard. Kind of. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm talking about. Like we could have had old man, uh, post-apocalyptic lizard man thing, and high school girl, but no, 
We were cheated. <laughs> you got to keep it within a certain age demographic. What about my demographic, though? You can't be a ranger if you're over 45. Sorry, Jason. How old is Jason David Frank now? Yeah, also, just... He's timeless. A, full disclosure, we're going to make as many Jason David Frank references as we can feasibly fit in here. Obviously, not everything we can, but... You know, oh, yeah. Whenever we can say Jason David Frank's name, we will invoke the name of our, our good lord, Jason David Frank. Hmm. Jason David, Jason David, Jason David, Jason David Frank. We we made that we made that damn it oh, we no, made we... that joke last episode. <laughs> well, yes, because Jason David Frank is a joke. Oh, oh. He's, more, he's more successful than I could ever be. Oh, you know what? Oh. Now we we've angered both Jason David Frank and his Irish chiropractor. Well done. <clears throat> well, he's just it. Yeah, the man is ubiquitous in Power Rangers, and he keeps on coming back. I'm like, yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't bug me so much if he wasn't actively trying to make himself ubiquitous with Power Rangers, you know? <laughs> Guys, you gotta have me in this next series. <laughs> Come on, Hasbro, please. It's alright, Jason David Frank. I know you're surprised he hasn't podcast. had a cameo Has- in Sentai. Like, seriously, what about that picture of him on the Q Ranger set? I don't know what the context for that. What well, god damn, we're really getting out of out of hand. Look, if 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 you, the listener, know what the context behind that picture was, please tell me. I genuinely want to know what it was. It, it threatens keeps us up me. at night. It, it lives in my head rent free. So yeah, what, once the uh, once the team are introduced, uh, they they get their their changes on and they they they, they say they stop their dinosaurs from rampaging because they've been kidnapped by the Evolians and sent to rampage across the planet, well the city to begin with. Uh, it, it occurs to me that a lot of their problems, the Evolians' problems, could be stopped if they just hadn't kidnapped those dinosaurs and taken them to Earth. If they just left them on. Dino Earth, they would have been all right. Uh, Do so you expect one... Sentai villains to have common sense? I'd like them. To this at is some point, yeah. this is like a a circle of beings who find that the most evil thing to do is to make children cry. Well, look, when it powers like, their stuff, then this yeah, is not someone is. who is aiming. <laughs> no, this is not the most I evil mean, thing. I mean, that's the way of the future. If... Rex, Rex, you know full well this is not the most evil thing these villains have done, and we're going to get into the evil stuff they've done later on because it's legitimately evil. Oh God! Um, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the the opening arc is the first couple of episodes. It's pretty neat. It's it's pretty standard Sentai fare. It doesn't really break new ground. Uh, the Rangers get their range of powers. Uh, and then they have their 10-second retirement episode pretty early on because Yukito kind of says, oh, well, I'm done now. Uh, you can't afford me. And then and then leaves. And then comes back, obviously. Again, with Sentai, if you're trying to summarize the plot, you, you run into like long stretches of things that you can't really talk much about. Like the first episode or so, because you get introduced to the villains and like the legendary armor, and then for the next bunch of episodes, it's nothing. They cram a lot into the beginning. It, it takes a while until Asuka eventually reveals something about Dino Earth. Yeah. So the, 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 the other big thing that they introduced in the first few episodes is the legendary armor, which is this legendary suit of armor. Uh, it's, it's evil and it possesses you. Um, they, they kill the guy who wears it. and he's, he's relevant to Asuka's backstory, but he's still pretty much a non-entity. Um, mm, definitely. So once once they kind of they, by the end of the opening arc they they've yeah they've got the big dinosaurs they've got their base of operations which is a curry house and then that's it for a bunch of episodes until Asuka starts trying to um, 
fix his morpha, which is a harmonica, harmonica, harmonica key. It's a harmonica that makes Doom soundtrack noises. Like it, it sounds like a Doom MIDI file. There's a lot of Doom sounds in this. I'm just going to straight up say that. So are the they actually Doom from doors Doom? When... Is it an actual? Yeah, you can. Um, no, no, what I mean is, what I mean is, do well, these sound effects originate with Doom, or are they using the same sound? Oh no. Library? Okay, so it it is very much the same sound effect library. So when you hear the doors opening on the side of um, Brachiosaurus, that's the Doom doors sound. If anyone has ever, well, even if you've not played Doom, just seen anything, you can tell that's the sound of the doors opening. There's even Good. just a few sound effects of some projectiles shooting past, and there are just quite a lot of doom sounds in there. Though then again, those sounds are pretty generic. I'm impressed you picked up on that. I, I didn't at all. Really? I've played the original. I've it, played the original is... Doom too recently. Well, yeah, a lot of the sound effects are just doom sounds and Godzilla kaiju roars. Yeah, Varen Did you at least was, pick up um... on those. Yeah, oh yeah. Don't look at me. <laughs> you know I did. I, I co-host a podcast about Tokusatsu stuff with you. You know I did. Anytime I, don't I hear know, a recycled, you might have missed anytime, the ubiquitous Rodan scream. Anytime I hear a, a recycled kaiju roar, my ears prick up. Oh, what's that? Was that? It's like a meerkat. Yeah, I'm surprised you used a lot of the. Um, oh, which ones were there? So there's obviously Gigan, Varan. I swear, yeah, Baragon, or I think maybe I think Megalon as well. Yeah, it's it's just weird that they recycle it. Like, if it was a Toho production, I would have expected that, but it isn't. Hmm. Yeah, I've never really heard something like that in a Sentai before. A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. I remember the quote... You really just make a prequels reference? I did. Uh, so yeah, within the first eight episodes or so, um, Asuka joins the team and becomes a Barre Black. Uh, it, it didn't get much... Um, kind of fanfare becoming a Barry Black it just kind of became it was just a bit of a, a bit underwhelming really like he, he turns up as a Barry Black kind of briefly at the end of an episode and then a little while after that then he gets his proper uh, fight thing after he learns to not be consumed by anger and stuff like that doesn't even pilot a mech till the very end and even yeah, then and that's even just then, another range of mech yeah it's just a cast yeah. off thing like, what's I this like... based on? Oh, it's based on the Brachiosaurus that doesn't do anything. It just contains the others. He just vores the others. Uh, what a horrible mental image. Yeah. Um, after that, it's just like a, another long stretch of episodes. Again, it's. I know it sounds like I'm just kind of glossing over the plot synopsis, but there's really long stretches of filler episodes. There's very little in the beginning. Yeah. It it kind of more kind of compresses towards the end, like everything kind of piles up. Um, there's one episode that's introduced with like a, a salaryman trying to kill himself. Oh so. yeah, what the hell was up with the story jumps in this? This thing had suicide. Yeah, well, attempted this suicide. This had suicides. Yeah, it had. You know, this was. There are so many things in this series that I did not see in others. Like you know, there's suicide being implied. There's more than one black person. Wow. Speaking of which, actually, I did want to talk about this. Uh, Bucky Bonds from episode 10 uh, is a, uh, an American baseball player. It's, it's, the, it's the weird hair episode that was used in Dino Thunder. Uh, he was played by uh, Samuel Pop Anning. Oh, yes. He is Ugandan, I think, so not American at all. 
He um, he played a character in Mega Ranger, a background character. He also, you know, the, in the intro for Mega Ranger, where it just says Mega Ranger. That's that's him. Oh yeah. I think oh, he cool. also. Yeah, I think he also did the sound for the Morpher in that as well. Yeah, the voice clips for it. Um, I'm oh, no, I'm just going to straight up say like. I'm not saying it in like um, a, in any racial context. It's just because obviously Japan isn't as ethnically diverse, as, say the UK or the US, and so you don't really see um, many people of African descent. And it's just because normally they they stick them there to represent an American. Like there are quite a few American characters in this. You get um, uh, you baseball players and plot props I think to some, move things along. Yeah some agents or something, because they, they stand out enough to make people think, oh, they are a foreigner. One of them had a neckbeard. Like a really nasty, small I, I didn't notice the neckbeard. I did. <laughs> Loses points for the neckbeard. Um, I think it's even included as part of a gag at one point with um, one uh, that uses magnets and just flings all the rangers off to other parts of uh, oh, the world. Yeah. Yeah, that was that an one. amazing gag, yeah. yeah so one, a bit um, of context. Yeah. Go on. Okay, so for a bit of context, uh, one of them is uh, flung off to Australia, then a woman with an American accent chastises them for being on a private beach. The other one is thrown to uh, Moscow and encounters a Russian-speaking homeless man. And the other one is flung away to some city street and is nearly hit by a black guy on a bike. And he goes, where is this? <laughs> America? Africa? And the guy's like, no, this is Nagoya. <laughs> I I lost it at that point. I mean, okay, maybe like, not that much. Well, I, yeah, I, only I, Japan could do this sort of joke. This is the kind of thing that, in our situation, would only be like in the fifties in the Goon Show. Like only Japan can get away with race jokes. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, that was probably one of the best jokes in the whole series, and it? it's in like the first couple of episodes. Hmm. Oh god, this is the issue with reviewing a Sentai series. Plots and ups. Um, again, there's some really good episodes like there's the one where they go where they're sent back in time to um edo period japan which looks neat uh they even, even have had a, a wolf, wolf and cub reference yes wow god wow <laughs> we are the same person aren't we we are the same person yeah so that was neat um honestly i wish i really wish the series had just run with that and had them had it be a period set tokusatsu then and I, th- I thought it was a neat twist of the story to have the Evolians really screw themselves over by sending them back in time to where they could feasibly Oh yeah, and they back to the future something. themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's an episode where they they mention World War II. They mention World War II a few times in this, which is... Good show, my man. Oh, it gets dark when they mention the World War II stuff. We don't want to go full grave with the fireflies here, you know? Yeah. It gets pretty dark, like Rinosuke mentions how um, he... I don't think he... F- did, he My didn't siblings necessarily were starving, so fight, I danced to entertain them. Yeah, you know, he looked after his family. It, it showed that there was some tragedy. Yeah. It is quite ballsy, because I have not really well, seen anything in a Sentai cite the Second World War where Japan was among the baddies. World War Two is canon in Arbor Ranger, which means that Hitler really existed in the world of Arbor Ranger. Now, is this like regular Hitler or boss Hitler Dino from Hitler. season two of... No, oh, it's Starfish <laughs> Hitler. Five. Starfish Hitler. <laughs> Actually, yeah, because, you know, there is always in the... Um, um, Toei film crossover stuff. Every hero is canon, so yeah, Starfish Hitler is. 
exactly. One element are. that's introduced that never really comes back is um, Asuka having PTSD, which is triggered by Rionosuke's oh, uh, yeah. Capore dance, and that is never happens again. PTSD, suicide. Yeah, right. I, I, but they, it only ever happens the once. I mean, sure. I mean, good for him for you know getting over his trauma, but at the same time, I don't think that's how PTSD works. You can't just instantly fix it. It wouldn't be you know a trauma if you could. Um, the the next kind of big thing is a Barry killer being introduced around episode eighteen or nineteen ish, and I, a Barry killer is so oh, tryhard yeah. and edgy that it kind of loops back from being lame to being almost lovable. It took so long for them to explain anything about that character because for the longest time he was just an absolute sociopath. God. It's it's in the last ten episodes. It's in the last ten episodes where they get into his backstory. And again, we'll we'll discuss this all in the character um, section. But, I don't know, Abari Killer is just a wild ride to watch. Mm. Sometimes not in a good way. So he's introduced uh, and... um, in his introduction, they do a really neat thing where they show the first episode or so from a different perspective, you know, that being his perspective. And it turns out that he was the surgeon who treated Ryoga and stuff like that. That was really neat, and I really appreciated that. It's a good way to say, oh, this, this guy's been doing his own thing, and here's what he's been doing, and this is events that we're familiar oh, yeah. with, but from another set of eyes, you know, it's just neat. Honestly, like it's revealed that he do, like his primary motivation is that he's bored and likes excitement. So yeah, I mean, if you're a high, like normal, you're a highly paid expert surgeon, you're not just going to go around causing destruction. Normally, people in that position just do drugs or just pay dominatrixes to spank them. Like that's normally as exciting as it gets. But no, he's going to be a really naughty yeah. boy and actually threaten human lives for a doctor. Honestly, if 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 he was doing this to make more work for him, like more opportunities for him to perform miracle surgeries, that would have been a really good idea. That would have been dark as hell. Just didn't do it. Hire me, Mister Toei. Really I have good dark. ideas. I swear to God, yeah. things like that have actually it happened. Yeah, it would. Yeah, like one um, one nurse, I believe, he would oh, probably, um, yeah. cause patients to overdose and then resuscitate them to show off his skills. Yeah, they didn't find out until um, they realized after a string of deaths. Oh my God. So there are, there are, you know, there is precedent. There are oh, dinguses God. out there who would do that. That would be way too dark, though, for horrible, Sentai. Horrible especially PTSD. something like this, which touches so elegantly on suicide, PTSD, and the trauma of the Second World War. Yeah. Honestly, it's... I kept comparing this to Kyo Yuja in my mind. Which, you know, is kind of unfair. Kyo Yuja should be what I'm uh, comparing to Arbor Ranger. But I finished... Pure Yuja before I finished Arbor Ranger, so I couldn't help but kind of draw comparisons. And honestly, the lack of emphasis that they put on finding the auxiliary mechs in this is kind of. I think that's part of the problem initially, in that they don't. They're not very proactive in this. In this story, yeah, they're reacting to what the Evolians do. They're not. It isn't established as the main goal find from the beginning. Dinosaurs. Like most of them. Yeah. No, I mean. It's established as a thing, but no importance is put on it. Like yeah. they try and one find one just or comes two, then the straight rest from just them or just turn Ooh, some some island in South America. Some Spanish country. Was it South America? I thought it was Yeah, whatever. He he just swam across the ocean and just turned up. I'm here like, now, hey, amigo, look I'm how cool I am. Now, amigos. 
Mm. Which is especially great because at the end of the series, you hear all of them talk about the stuff they've learned about how their characters have improved. And it's like, mate, you've had no lines. You have no personality. You are not a character. <clears throat> I mean, hell, I've got a, I've got a list of um, kind of character notes and stuff like that. I've only got a few ones. Yeah, aside from the main three, the there's not much else to really talk about. Because they're just they're not characters. Yeah. Um, around this time, we also get Crocodile. I'm very proud of that. Uh, he gets introduced and he gets beaten immediately. And it turns out that he wasn't beaten. A killer just kidnapped yeah, him. Yeah, this is now especially strange. So, right. So, did prior Sentais have a, an evil ranger like that for the majority of the series? Yeah, see, this is where it kind of surprises me. No. Like, it does um, some hang, plot things that aren't bog standard for a Sentai. Of course, it skimps on some of the stuff and the importance of finding all the other Bakuryu, but, um, yeah, I mean, I just did not expect... Of course, when there's a new ranger, he'll he'll join in a few episodes' time after being the bad guy for a while, but no. Abare Killer stays bad until just before the very end, and he takes on a Trinoid as a domestic slave. And... <laughs> even with that guy, with Yatsu Denwani, even after being freed, I guess, by the Arbor Rangers, he becomes their slave. It's, it's like some sort of thing in the Roman Empire, where after a period of indentured servitude, <laughs> then you actually get <laughs> well, to train for the job, because you know, he eventually becomes the manager of the curry house, but in the meantime, he is forced to be a living dartboard. <laughs> he's... he's... <laughs> yeah, it, I'll get into this more with Abare Killer's um, character discussion. We've got a lot to get into with Abare Killer. We have a lot to get into with him. But it's just, there is oh, so yeah. much about him that makes it hard to redeem him, you know? Uh, one good point, though, is that you know, at this point, um, Yukito's character development has properly kicked in. And he's, he's obviously being shown to care more and more about it. He's given more opportunities to be a, nice in his own way. I feel like I'm being a bit too down, so I had to say something positive. Um, oh, actually, episode 22—that's uh, the weird idol one where they're uh, encouraging kids. It's—it's it's like every boomer's nightmare oh, where yeah. the media is is corrupting the youth. Except this time, it's really happening. Uh, that's the song they're singing. Uh, is is actually oh, really? an insert song from a GoGo Five movie. Yeah, yeah, it was used as one of the oh, endings to cool. uh, Akiba, uh, Akiba Ranger season two as well. It's uh, I think it's called Go Love Sick. Yeah, it, it it's neat. I quite that like episode that was entertaining. It's like lyrics, okay, how do we um, cause disruption? I know. Let's make kids be rowdy, but <laughs> yeah, and just you know, screw you. I don't want to do chores. The youth um, music. Also, it's partly influenced by some drink they're giving them, but it just looks like WKD. I'm just like, mate. So your evil plan is <laughs> it's for loco. <laughs> I knew Monster Energy was the. Cause I still of need evil. to try that. It's like some sort of forbidden energy potion in the US. <laughs> but considering I'm approaching my 30s, I should just do coke like a grown man. Yeah, you know what? I'm tired of drinking the pain away. It's time for meth. Time to snort the pain away. Okay, so episode 24. Um, one of the main things I've seen going around from Arbor Ranger beyond this point was a keeper. Uh, was uh, damn it, I just want to watch a keeper ranger now. Uh, it was a Barre killer uh, explaining to the two Evolian generals that high school girls are the greatest living things on the planet or whatever. There's no context for this. 
a Barry Killer, just like well, you know, he's girls. following in the footsteps of a lot of greats, just like um, Matthew McConaughey said. That's what I love. I can't do a I can't do a Matthew McConaughey accent. Um, you know, that's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. Just makes your skin crawl. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, surely it was meant in a harmless thing because when they do portray the the girls, they're seen as more dangerous, and I think they they mugged one guy. But there's yeah, they 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 shook a trinoid down for um for what was it egg roast eggplants or something like that? They they were using bits of him to barbecue <laughs> for um using their phone, and it was the same high school girls. It's just. It's just a weird thing to say. Like I thought when I first saw the screen cap out of context, I thought it was oh they're going to be using high school girls to power some plot or something. But no, it's just that's just it. Well, that's the part. That's the part of Sentai I both have difficulty understanding, but also enjoy Japanese weirdness. Just something that I, I, I know it sounds a bit insensitive, but it's more like it's a combination <laughs> of stuff that's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those 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 kooky Japanese. Those rascals. Oh, uh, it's those, along those, the lines of stuff that is rascals. culturally difficult to understand, and stuff that seems like an absolute non sequitur, like when it just gets unnecessarily wacky or just it's silly. I know this is weird because we're talking about a kids superhero series, but you know when it just just feels like they've pulled something out of the backside, but it, it's funny. After that, the next bit of note was the crossover with the fishing anime. I don't know what to make of that. It's it's an anime. It's a, it's a story that had been going on for like well, 20 years. Well, that being said, there was a Deno crossover with um, Shin-chan. Shin-chan. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just weird. I don't know if it's bad or not. I don't watch the anime. I, I'm not really into fishing. I'm more of a grilling kind of guy. I don't really have too much to say about it, really. It's just it's it's just acknowledging it is pretty much all you have to do is that there is an episode where um, characters from an anime come into the Arbor Ranger world. Yeah, it's briefly. best not to think too much of it. It's one of those episodes where it probably... Well, it doesn't affect the plot too much. It's just weird that it happened. I, I don't know what the goal yeah. was with it. Yeah, well... You know? This is where there were quite a lot of filler slash insert episodes. It was nice, though. It's something that's obviously liked in Japan. And, you know, I think that they should have tried to work that somehow into Dino Thunder just just to show they've got the balls to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm on board with that. Jason David Frank takes up fishing for one episode, I guess. <laughs> Actually, I think they could have expanded on it, like in... Um, the animated slash live action segments of Song of the South. Give him like a little bluebird. Oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Actually, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Jason David Frank singing Zippity Doodah. Yes. That's that's what they should do. They should remake Song of the South, remove all the elements that are considered problematic, and just have Jason David Frank singing with cartoon characters and then kicking the crap out of them moments later. Perfect. <laughs> No, 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 no. He he transforms into an animated superhero. <laughs> That's how he goes between... I would watch that. Yeah, of course you would. It's got Jason David Frank in it. Anyone would watch that. Uh, there's a couple of episodes where Yukito is in drag. They really like doing that. Oh, yeah, it's heavily implied several times. I think he does a, he does a convincing schoolgirl. I'd say that the... Um... Um, dressing a male character up as a woman, that's not too extreme as this goes. It's more, you know, standard comedy, especially because um, it has it 
has a context for it. Like Emmy is a high schooler, so you know he goes with her, and they do that to get baited. And it doesn't feel like they're pushing it too out of the way with that one. Oh no, there's been more less relevant cross-dressing episodes. Hmm. Is is it just? mandatory at this point to have a cross-dressing episode in Sentai at some point. Oh yeah, because uh, nothing is funnier than a man dressed as a woman, apparently. like It's the funniest thing in Japan. It's the one one thing that unifies Japan and England. Mm. Do they have um... Oh, do they have some equivalent of pantomime dames? I don't know that they have an equivalent of pantomimes. Hmm. If you're listening in Japan, do you have pantomime dames? It's, It's a tradition in the UK. Well, no one likes it, but it's just there. You've got to watch it. You've got to laugh. Except for the dames. So the, the next kind of development in the plot is that a barrier killer takes over the Evolians for a bit, uh, which I think is really neat and a great way to develop the story. Uh, it had gotten a bit stale up until that point, so having him come in and usurp command, because at that point, no one was really in control. Like, the the big bad was dormant now, so it was just the generals. Yeah, he was filling in the power vacuum. And, See, I would have thought this would have only lasted a few episodes. No, it goes right until the last few. No. This is where it's like, okay, he's he's a bad ranger for the vast majority of the series. What? They can't do that. Rangers can't be evil. It's against the law. Yeah, it's illegal. I'm just glad they didn't do that with um, Uh, Dino Thunder. We should be Jason David thankful. (laughs) Now it, it's it's neat um, having because up until that point he'd been like a, a third party in all of this and kind of uh, kind of messing things up independently. But you know it kind of refocuses the conflict to you know one side versus one side, um, but still shakes it up by changing who's in charge and the kind of direction they're going. Because it it you know the 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 motivation then is no longer power our war machine uh, help us make a, a body for our god and is more just. I'm bored. Entertain me, peons. Yeah, pretty much. He's just taken over the entire power structure of... But then but then it re- returns to like a, a three-way conflict when Voff and Michaela start to try and usurp him. So again, that kind of keeps things... keeps mixing things up. And this is the issue with Arbor Ranger, is that it gets more interesting the longer the story goes on for. So the closer you get to the end, the more interesting and more kind of dynamic the story becomes. And it's just a shame that I do love a good um, general the, power yeah, struggle during the first half. Yes, yeah, very good. It's just a reliable way to create conflict within the villain ranks and give more development and screen time to the bad guys. After that, the next big thing is that um, Jean, one of the um, villains, starts to kind of gets defeated and becomes good for a bit. Oh wait, no, it's a Barry Max, isn't it? Ah, uh, yes. Either way, uh, both things happen pretty close together, and this is something that really bugs me. Um, Oscar is the one to find the Abari Max powers and release them and bring them to the team, and then Ryoga gets them because he's the Red Ranger, even though he had nothing to do with them up until this point. Yeah, that's pretty much it for a Red. I mean, hell, the whole episode was about Asuka coming to terms with the fact that he slaughtered a bunch of his allies while he was being possessed by the legendary armor. So he could have worked some kind of lesson or some kind of thing into that and had him become a Barry Max, then he'd actually get a mech he can fight in. But no, Ryoga got it because he's red. <laughs> it annoys me. It really annoys me. I mean, it's, it's not a deal-breaker for me or anything like that. It's just, it just it's irksome. Uh, so yeah, after that, um, then they um, have this fight with uh, Jeanne. Uh, what was her thing? She was the 
Priestess of Destruction or something like that. Um, really cool outfit, by the way. I just like the silhouette of it. It kind of tapers up to a point at the top. Neat character all around. She's badass. Um, but they've, they've throughout the series, they've had this thing going on where it's like a, uh, she wants to kill him for a reason we're not sure of yet, and he wants to save her because clearly they've they've got some connection in the past because they're both the same race and stuff like that. And there's like, mm. ooh, what's the what's the thing? Are they previous lovers? Ooh, ooh, it's so mysterious. Yes, they absolutely are previous lovers. You can see these plot points a mile off. There is no oh, yeah. nuance. Like I mean, even hell, when they try the to opening a load. Yeah. Even with the parts when they start, you know sacrificing themselves to save each other. You can see it a mile off, but they explain it a few episodes afterward. It's like, well, yeah. come on. Yeah, well, God damn it. It's So they, they have this fight, like she comes down on this centipede mech thing, which is really cool, and it looks like something out of Lavender Castle. Um, and they have this massive fight, and the thing they're in blows up, and then Jean washes up on shore, and oh, she's lost her memory. Uh, so they're calling her Mahoro now, which is what she was originally. Um... And she's just their housekeeper for a bunch of episodes. It fills me with incredible rage. Well... That she spends, like, the next, what is it, five or ten episodes as their housekeeper. Yeah, they just keep her around. I mean, she's uh, treated better than Yatsudenwani when, you know, she's not a slave. It's just like, you know, you can... <laughs> oh, is she a domestic servant as well? <laughs> well, I, I assume they pay her. Like, she seems comfortable just working in the curry house and... Yeah. It, it just bugs me. Like, towards the end of her time there, uh, she does start helping out in Mission Control a bit more. But it just bugs me that she spends, yeah, she spent most of the series up until this point being this badass villain. And now she's got a chance to be with the heroes. She just doesn't do anything this time around. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, this, uh, there's this one episode around this point which is really sweet, and it's... Um, it's where Tricera gets to be a human. Oh, that episode was not that really cute. bad. That was pretty fine. Wow, that is damned by faint praise, my dude. Like, yeah, normally these things are pretty cringe, but it was nice. The kids aren't cringe in this kind of show. It's just, it's just cute because it really kind of cements their relationship as being more like brothers rather than anything else. It's 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 neat. That's the last you hear about it, to be honest. The kid's a decent actor. Also, Christianity is canon. Oh yes, yes. Because we see the Judeo-Christian God. Yeah, you see you see him, and he's like, you know what? These guys are gonna save the day. Well, for one, God. Spoilers. Like, come on. Yeah, man. Come on. It's really up in the air at this point. Yeah. It- it could be anyone's game right now. I know, but it's just, it you know, it's spoiled by the divine creator of the universe. Does that also mean that their prayers at the Shinto shrines are answered? Or has this cemented the fact that there is only one no. god? Um, after that, um, Reja, Reja, Reja... I don't know how to pronounce... Oh, uh, Reja. Little girls... Rage, rage, sincerely, little girl. Uh, which brings me on to uh, which, which brings me on to this episode sponsor, Ray J Shadow Legends. <laughs> that was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> I'm you, you... sorry, Ray. Is this some kind of Jason David prank? <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, Ray J um, grows up and hits super puberty. It's weird. Like things get weird with her from that point on. Not in a fun way either. It's... Yeah, she has an an obsession with the Abare killer. It's just the way they frame it. Like we get to see a silhouette of a bust expanding. Is the politest way I can put it. It's just if I were put in charge of producing this, there are a million other w- ways you can show someone is growing up. Like you could just show a silhouette of her growing up quickly. It didn't have to be this way. 
It didn't have to be this way. Um, but yeah, no, they've got a weird relationship between them. Like, she's got this weird kind of puppy love crush on him, which would be neat if it wasn't encouraged by him tacitly. Because mm. then it just makes him look worse. It's one thing to be a, a, a an attempted mass murderer, but it's another thing to be tacitly noncy. Yeah, it, it can be a bit creepy I mean, with that. He drinks chilled red wine, though, so, you know, the expectations were low for him. He was already a monster. There was an episode early on where he's got like a, a champagne flute full of red wine. Yeah. If you're going to... Oh, it's not like... like It's full to the top. I mean, obviously it's like uh, grapefruit, uh, grape juice or something like that. It, it just looks like a kid who's got his mum's uh, champagne hey, okay. glass and is filling it up with juice to I'm, I'm going to defend him. That might be because his inept domestic slave doesn't know the right glass for wine. <laughs> and that's why Mikoto throws darts in his it. head. Yeah, because that because otherwise it means he'd have to get up, go into the kitchen, and pour the wine into another glass, which completely removes the fun of having a slave. <laughs> oh no, I think I'd have preferred to see that. I'd have preferred that a lot more. <laughs> just actually, yeah, let's add a um, slapstick element to it. He just sighs, gets up quickly, goes into the kitchen, pours it into the correct glass, and smashes the champagne flute over. His head. Would that not have been more entertaining to you? <laughs> yes. And somehow it would have made him look like less of a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Are we wine snobs now? Uh, um, I only know these things because I have to serve wine. Mm. You know what? I'm, I'm going to get back into home brewing again. We should make spandex power armor the, the wine or the mead. We will yes. have to make it using... We're going to get into uh, celebrity drinks. Yes. Um, ooh, we'll um, try and find the most extreme ingredients, like for yeast. Uh, we can use the stuff that the Swedish use to... My yeast. ...make their own vodka, which is the stuff that... <laughs> <sighs> stuff... <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> that was the most disgusting thing I could possibly vile. have said. But yeah, I, I know where to find some stuff that we can get good 20% wine. You know what? We could try and put some monster in there as well. We can make monster energy mead. That sounds disgusting, doesn't it? Oh, God, no. You horrible, horrible monster of a man. Look, as long as what we, what we do, we, we distill it through Herkimer diamonds to make it pure. Yes, and when we do eventually taste test it, we'll have like a, a large portable piece of drywall so that every time we take a sip, we punch a hole in it. <clears throat> the hell are we talking so about? By this point in the story, um, <laughs> ah, Ranger, yes. um, Mahoro has gone back to the villains at this point, not to be evil. Oh, God, we missed out that whole arc where um, Asuka was in the legendary armor. Oh, this is, yeah. This is the issue with it is that there's so much, there is so much dead air that it's hard to remember what bit comes where. I swear it's not because I'm bad at my job or anything like that. It's the show's fault, not mine. Stop holding me to standards. <laughs> <laughs> so th this has been um, Mahoro's um, kind of thing. She she's gone back to the villains to pretend to be one of them so she can have an excuse, like an opportunity to use them to uh, free Asuka from the the armor. She's got she's you know, gone up to Ibarra Killer and said, Oi, 
if you wear that armor, mate, you'd be super powerful and things would be really good for you, all right? So just just kill my ex-boyfriend, uh, uh, wear his armor. I, I'm on the up and up, even though I'm missing the evil forehead makeup thing that I had before. I mean, it convinced him. All the villains are stupid. Yeah, it did. It, it completely worked. So, I mean, I guess good for her. It's, it just bugs me that as soon as she rejoins the villains, she immediately has way more agency. Like, how the hell does that work? It, it just vexes me because she's such a... I've been saying vex too much. I sound like a hipster. It, it bugs me that she's such a cool character and could have so much coolness. She She's a post-apocalyptic dino-earth freedom fighter. That's cool. Do more with that, please. Make her a ranger. Uh, again, uh, it's more kind of character discussion, but it just... It just, it just annoys me. At this point, this is where the show kind of starts... Uh, rushing toward not rushing that's a dodgy way of putting it um it kind of starts ramping up i guess is the is the more is a better way of putting it because we've got yeah there's like the last kind of five or so episodes um we learned that a Barry killer actually has fragments of the main bad guy inside of him because he split in half when the dimensions shifted when the asteroid hit and wiped out the dinosaurs um and so that's why he's been able to use his faulty powers for so long and not die. And then he joins the good guys once he realizes that uh, his actions technically weren't his own, which I hate. They kind of really brushed over that really quickly. They, yeah. they also really didn't do much with the whole, hey, there's the a Lovecraftian horror living so. inside me thing. Yeah. Again, I mean, Abura Killer is the kind of big villain of this that you kind of, kind of latch onto because he's more proactive and does more stuff. It, the others, not so much. And then when, once he gets his... Because he gets... Once it's revealed that his actions were influenced by an evil thing living inside of him, it just makes everything about him seem a lot more mundane. And yeah, mundane. now he, he definitely not, just feels like some tryhard. All his ambition, just... Okay, great, so what was his role in all of this? What's his personality now? Yeah. And then they just invite him to live with him. Live with them for oh, the rest of the series. Oh, yeah, they even go so far as to just get the stuff from his house. Because the man is a homeowner. Including his domestic servant. They, yeah, they even get his slave to... Just move his stuff into his room. And they're like, okay, you're one of us now. Yes, you've tried to kill us countless times. But Be our then, friend now. Even Yukito's on board with it. Well, the only one who cares is Ryoga. You know, he's like, oh, you're up, let's get you some curry. And everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, I guess you're here. But then moments later, yeah, yeah, right. then but they're really then... keen on him. <sighs> Again, we'll get into this more with character discussion. It's just, it, it, it's a little, it, it's, it's a big nitpick of mine. I was about to say it's a little one. It's not a little one. It, it's a big one. Um... <sighs> Blimey. Um, he, he also dies. He kills himself Iron Giant style to, to save everyone because he's, he's going to blow up. Yeah. Because now that he's not. Yeah, he hasn't got God yeah. in him anymore, so he's, you know, he, he's going to he looks... go boom when he transforms next. 
Yeah, so he, he looks at the others and says, I, I go, you stay, no following. And then they fly off into the atmosphere and blow up. Mm. <laughs> Mikoto died on his way to his own planet. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, blimey. It, it... So with, with the loss of his second half, Des, Desmo... Zoria, yeah, yeah, I remember Desmo Zoria, the big bad god thing. I could never remember his name because there's a lot of syllables, and I'm a dumb, I'm a dumb man. Um, so he first he tries to resurrect uh, two dinosaurs from the summer movie, and then that just goes nowhere. And then he brings their base in, which apparently they could do this entire time, and then uses that as his body, and then they beat him. The day, the day is saved. I was expecting more from the villain, but no. It's not a very dynamic. Yeah. It's more just generic. I want a body to he spends, become... Yeah. He spends so much of the show not doing anything. Compare this to... Not yeah. even being... Not even... Are you going to compare it to Daymos? Yes, I, I was. Because I was. <laughs> the exact same thing. Yeah. But Kyoyuja did it better. Yeah, Kyoyuja did uh, Abba Ranger better than Abba Ranger. It had uh, a Lovecraftian horror as the antagonist. It had um, one of the rangers temporarily part the... of a suit of evil armor. Yeah. Yep. Um, it had the bad guys living inside the big bad. Didn't have a hot clown love heart lady in it, though. So, you know, minus points to Arbor Ranger. <laughs> I'm I'm scared. I want to leave this podcast. <laughs> oh. My friend, there was BDSM oh, gear incorporated into that. Oh yeah, I forgot to include Gimp in the description of Candelera. Uh, and she was a weird character. But enough about that. Right of Kyoyuja were absolute. They were absolute cowards for not having her be in an actual relationship with Kyoyu Blue. It <laughs> bugs me to this very day. I'll be in my cold, cold grave before I see monster girl romances in Sentai. <laughs> See, after that point, I mean, it may seem like we rushed the description of the ending, but without describing beat for beat the fights, there's not much else we can do. Yeah. Uh, we get a nice um, epilogue thing going on. Um, Red, uh, Ryoga and Mai, uh, they're. I thought they were back in the US for a second there, but no, they've just come back from the US um, because Ryoga is a uh, an interpreter and their English is horrible, which isn't a slight against the actors or anything like that. Yeah, their yeah Ryoga's actor isn't an interpreter, but it's just why would you make him that when the actor is clearly incapable of. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It makes me sound like I'm criticizing the actor. I'm not. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He tried his best. Um, Yukito has horrible, horrible hair now. Like, it's in weird braids. Uh, Ranru isn't really doing much. Oh, no, yeah, she's a and race Yukito car also has Emmy as his secretary. Yeah. So, that's quite nice. And, and wife, wife, really? Oh, they get married, does, yeah. Does she still call him <laughs> Sensei? You might, oh, <laughs> Only in the bedroom. Uh, it just—it just reminds me of some sort of horrible, <laughs> yeah. um, like view of like 1950s America. Like your wife calls you sir, and so do your kids. 
Oh no, what are you talking about? That's do they? Ah, that's I me mean, being culturally insensitive. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, it obviously it's more of a kind of archaic traditional thing nowadays, but it used to be a thing where they, they'd use honorifics for their husbands. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously it was, you know, pretty patriarchal, so that would make sense. Ah, thank you for educating me. Honestly, uh, you're welcome. Uh, I don't understand why Asuka and Maharo don't just stay on another Earth, you know, I... Oh, Dinoworth is. Oh screwed. yes, they like, both decided to. You, can, um, you should not <laughs> clean up Dinoworth. Don't raise yeah, your with child the child there. Don't raise. It's it's a it's lost a cause. deserted, glassed world. Like it is. The term is glassed. I, I I am using that term from Halo, but yeah, the whole place was just turned into a desolate wasteland. There is nothing you can do. How about you live in this nice, fertile bring, world with your robot dinosaur friends? Bring. Bring the dinoworthers and the dinosaurs through. There aren't that many of you, surely. Bring them through. You guys are used to living in a horrible, horrible wasteland. Just give them, give them the you know, spare land in Florida to live on. I, they, I think they can do that. I think they're supposed. It's implied they're the only survivors as well. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna get much out of a, a reproducing couple and a baby. I mean, at best, yeah. Oh, they're not the only ones. Are they? Not the only ones left, sure. I, you don't see any others. No, I'm pretty sure there's a small resistance. What are you doing the flashback? Oh, yeah, but that was before it was all, you know, invaded and stuff. Before they try and get back to another Earth. Either way, we can both agree that they really shouldn't go back. They should have just stayed on Earth. Yeah. I'm just going to say this. The overall plots that, that... of Upper Ranger is not the best thing for me. It, what's more engaging is the character dynamics. What happens in the filler episodes. Yes. You see them growing a little, but also just getting on well together. Like, you, nothing feels... Well, you say you say you see them growing. Yukito, you see Yukito growing. Yeah, no, no one, one else, else grows, but, you know, Yukito becomes less cold. For yeah. a guy whose profession is getting yeah, all up in like people's spines, yeah, he finally learns human intimacy. Um, yeah, we get a nice little epilogue where everyone's reunited at Dino House. Um, then a bunch of doppelgangers turn up. It's like they really wanted to have the whole gang together, but then they realised that like a bunch of them were dead and some of them were in a different yeah. universe. So they just got lookalikes from there. It was a nice send-off for the actors. It's just a bit, it's a bit weird. Yeah, I, I guess. It's just a bit weird. Of course, um, I watched the crossover episode, uh, crossover specials with Hurricane and Decoranger just to get a bit of extra context and stuff like that. Just give me a little bit more to waffle on about. Uh, you, uh, you could no, you could damn it, Mikoto legitimately canonically goes to hell. <laughs> <laughs> both, both he and Top Gala both go to hell. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's a bit in it where the uh, it's in the Decoranger one, um, where where the villain of that um, uses Trinoid number zero to resurrect the most powerful denizen of hell, and it's it's Abari Killer and Top Gala who come out. See, that's a compliment, but also wow. Uh, so they're being eternally punished. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're in hell for always an eternity now. And the only times they leave are when they're needed for crossover team-ups. I mean, he does kind of deserve it for all the crap he did. 
Oh, he yeah. absolutely deserves it. Yes. So this. <laughs> like it, it's not. It's not like. It's not like with um, Dragon Ranger from Jew Ranger, where he was lied to and manipulated into attacking the Jew Rangers. You know, you, you can have some sympathy for him. His, he believed his whole life to be a lie, all that stuff. He had legitimate grievances that he was being manipulated to fight against the heroes with. Uh, in this one, he's got no such excuse. He's, I suppose we may as well go into character uh, character discussion now. Um, screw it, we're already talking about Mikoto. Let's let's start off with a Barret Killer, because he's the one we've got most to talk about. At least I do. I hate this man so much. He can be fun to watch at times, like especially to begin with. His try-hard stuff was really fun. Like he just he he has a weird quill weapon and he writes his name out in light and he's like, "Ooh, I'm a Barre killer." Yeah. And then he starts getting weird with Ray J, and I'm just gonna keep calling it that. <laughs> that just makes me think of Ray J Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I know that's. It... It's just weird because like there's this bit where like, oh I want to be useful to you and he's like oh come back when you've when you're old when you've got a nice body dude yeah it is a little weird it's incredibly weird I it, it's consistent as well like when when she ages up when she pulls a transer and ages up he's like oh now you've got a nice body like man. Mm. it's weirdly gr- groomy like he's not proactive with it but he's tacitly complicit with it yeah i know i'm putting way too much i know i'm putting way too much thought into a kid's show from 2003 it's just well, weird that this is in a kid's yeah, show i it's, can i can totally see why he's in hell it's i mean he's being weird with kids keeps oh, yeah. slaves um commits atrocities in the name of fun all things that make jesus cry mm, don't throw darts at your um alligator fatsia um telephone slave be nice to them you must, you know. Let he who is without sin cast. If you the beat first them, you got to make sure they get up, or else you'll be in trouble. It's in the Old Testament. Yeah, the Old Testament was weird. I'm more a fan of the sequel, if I'm being honest. Mm. Okay, okay. You know the God in Abba Ranger? Is he Old Testament God or New Testament God? Uh, depends on what what school of uh, Christianity you subscribe to. Mm, this is becoming oddly metaphysical, but we know See, that believe... it has to be part of a school that believes that hell is an actual place. That hell is an actual part of it because yes. you know a lot of them view it as more of a metaphor, but no, there is an actual zone of punishment. <laughs> it's eternal punishment for naughty boys. Mm. Now, does that mean it's also the same as horny jail? No, no, you can you can leave horny jail. That's more like purgatory. Okay. Oh, a barry killer! I hate you so much. I was expecting something compelling about him, I, I really but do. I was just not drawn to him. He's got a oh, cool yeah, design, Oh, yeah, the aesthetic's though. neat, but I was just like, eh. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's out of his ranger costume. His, his clothes are lame as hell. He's got this thin, horrible trench coat thing going on, and like this embroidered black shirt. He looks, again, really try-hard. I really don't like this man so much. Anyway, characters, Rangers, uh, Ryoga is an idiot red. Oh, absolute idiot I'm, red who is somehow a father figure. Favorite, sorry. Yeah, I, I like the fact that he's a dad. Uh, that, that's really neat. I I like Rangers who are parents or at least taking care of kids. Oh, yeah. That's a really... So that's why he's... He's selfless. He's not the worst idiot red Ranger. He isn't... He's not the mm. best. 
either. He's not got a bad bone in his body, though. He is, you know, a bit dense, but no. his heart's in it, his enthusiasm is there, and of course he's looking after Mai. But you do get kind of an extended family vibe with the rest of the team. But she always goes to him. Yes. He is not a character who develops at all, but he's there to... No, he is not. What's the term? Um, consi- it's just some... He's there to be Yeah, the he's ranger. just a consistent presence. Like, yeah. he has no development at all because all he is is just, you know what, I'm going to make people smile and protect my... That's about it. Yeah, right, but even then there are characters who do the exact same thing but better. Yeah. Look at Gentaro and Forze. He does the whole friendship and smiles thing way better. Yeah. I, I, I wish we had um, some more people in the Sentai series we're watching who were in... The No Laughing Batsu games, because I'm a tangent, but I, we were talking about this uh, before recording, and the guy who plays the teacher in Forze is in a lot of them. And it's often stuff like he's in his underpants eating red hot ramen while in a tumble dryer. Again, I like to view this as a prequel. Like, <laughs> That's why he became so messed up. This is why he is. This is why he is the way that he is. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, there's there's not much to talk about with these characters. It's more in the way they interact with one another rather than how they oh, yeah. are individually, which kind of falls into the kind of recurring theme of teamwork in um, in Sentai. You know, mm. you're more together than you are apart. Oh no, is this fascist propaganda? <laughs> okay, I'm going to say this one thing that <laughs> Ape together strong. There's one thing that um, did stick with me from the beginning of Ranger, which I really wished would have been a recurring thing, but it died out after the first few episodes, which was, you know, Ranru the Yellow, her always coming up with a scientific solution to the problem because she was... It never yeah, happens she, it again. It happened with, like, a few monsters, so she would she would be the dynamic, brainy one. Like, she'd be the one who actively sought out the solution. Um, she is, you know... Yeah. It happens literally hmm. a handful of times. I kept forgetting. Yeah, you know, was she was supposed thing. to be amazing at science. Like she was figuring out how one guy, one monster flies using magnetic, um, some interactions and stuff. So it just keeps him out in an open area so they can't get high enough. Or you know, using radio waves to redirect missiles. It seems really cool, and it seemed like a really nice gimmick. But they got rid of it so quick, and then shoved her in the background and made her do standard girly things. I was like, no. Give me badass science girl. Like, she was obviously amazing at so many things. You know, she liked things that go fast. She, she just yeah, doesn't get to be. She was badass in the beginning. You know, you talk about dino guts yeah, in this series, but she had she dino balls. No <laughs> you know, if we, if we ever, if we ever get invited to a fandom uh, of this, I will demand that dino guts be replaced with dino balls. Dino balls. Uh, I completely mm. support this, yes. Uh, yeah, no, she she's like a more grounded. She, she ends up becoming like a more grounded version of Ryoga, basically. They're both the kind of excitable, headstrong type, but she's a bit more less full mm. on than he is. I think she's given the least focus out of any of the Rangers, and apparently she used to be an idol as well. Every so often she'll start, yeah, you know, she'll do a little dance from when she was an idol. I guess that's the thing. Mm. Yukito, on the other hand, gets the most development because the other two were fine, I guess. Like he, Yukito, though, starts off as this cold douchebag, um, and he slowly kind of. I think his development comes to a point, like kind of comes full circle, and is completed when he finally refers to them as his friends. Yes, I think from that point onwards, his development was kind of done. And that was like halfway through. 
But it is nice seeing later on in the show him being genuinely supportive and affectionate. Like there was a bit late, uh, quite late on, where he kind of just pats Ryoga's shoulder, and it's like, oh, he wouldn't have done that earlier. That, that's yeah, he. It's not like this show is <laughs> devoid of development. It's just not got much. Yeah, the rest of the team, aside from Yukito, are kind of in a place where they already need to be. I guess the one who had the most development is Asuka, mm. because he has to come to terms with dealing with yes. so much trauma and the war and the woman he loved, um, sort of, you know, being brainwashed into being a villain, which actually is quite a good way of doing it, because you know he uses illusions to say, "Oh no, he betrayed you," that kind of thing, and him sacrificing himself several times. He's the one who needed it because he was the one who was advancing the plot, advancing the interaction with the villains, because the other three would otherwise just react to the bad guys in my notes the first thing it says is black slash asuka underscore most interesting character yes because he is he's got the most he, he is a parallel universe post-apocalypse resistance fighter it's cool you've got a lot to go with i think it should have i think they should have gone to dinerworth for a while i suppose that would have been expensive you can just put a, a yellowy cool. filter on them shooting in the quarry yes yeah Pull a BBC, just film yeah. the <laughs> You already go there enough. But isn't it? He's got weight. He's got much more of a personal stake in in this fight. He's got more experience with it. He knows the true stakes of what yeah you know, the Evolians can do. He's just much more interesting. And he should have been a mm. Barry Max. He should have been. I will not let this go, and it will continue to bug me until the day I die. He really did not have enough stuff to do with the ranger. Mm. He, he even he got it just bugs me. Like he got the the Barry Max's mech at the end, just as like a cast. I'm like, oh, we should we should probably have uh, Asker involved in some of these mech fights. So I just give him the spare <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, I wish they would have used the Brachiosaurus for something. Just no, it's a carrier. He can't even pilot it. Yeah. I suppose now that brings us up to the dinosaurs. Ah. Which don't have much character. Um, Tyranno is supportive and used to be a dad, so he kind of has that connection with Ryoga. There's not much... Yeah. There's, there's not much to them. <laughs> they're, not, they're not as much of a character as I would have liked them to be, but it's hard to do that when they're giant dinosaur robots. Hmm. They're basically just archetypes. Tyranno is the loud, boisterous, but, you know, supportive older one. Terra is the girl. And Sarah is yeah. the kid. Um, They get very little development aside from one episode where, oh yeah, um, the T-Rex has had a child and is, you know, understands what it means to lose one, I guess. There's nothing after that. Yeah, it's annoying because I, I I like the idea of robot dinosaurs being characters and oh well. Uh, Brachio is the old wise one who vores them all when you know they're not needed. No, I think dude, they go into different compartments. He doesn't come out of his mouth. He vores them. I do quite them. like the um the way that um the Triceratops uh, comes out. You know, runs down his neck, 
which is why Yukito has to Certainly. do some like he can he must be an amazing chiropractor. He has to do super robot yeah. chiropractor. Well, also the one where everyone's transformed into um like New Year's celebratory items. He's he's so good he can just force them back into human form. Just as an aside, because we're doing the character stuff and I forgot to mention it with Yukito's bit. Can a chiropractor legally refer to themselves as a doctor if they don't have no. a PhD? Um, maybe, like, oh. okay, at the end he's being called Doctor, but I don't know if it's different in Japan. Uh, maybe he some somehow did a really, really quick degree in six months. But, I don't know, maybe he's got, like... No, I, I choose I choose to believe he's got a sociology degree. He's, he's got a PhD in that. He's technically a Doctor. Oh. <laughs> you didn't ask what type. <laughs> oh, dear. So yeah, Brachio has a um, as a gimmick where each episode he will have a different quote when he's deploying the the main mechs, and they're all uh, two of them are actual proverbs, and the rest are all lines from like oh, yeah. theme songs. This is neat. I'm not going to list them all off because Rex will kill me if I do. But like, there are some from Machine Man. Uh, a load of them are from Metal Heroes stuff. One of them's from Zubat, which I love. One of them from Pfizer's oh, theme wow. song, I think, as well. I'm surprised I didn't do that sooner. And the Decoranger one is from the Decoranger theme song. And the um, for the Hurricane just um, crossover, he does the opening lines from the theme song for that. So That's a nightmare. Yeah, That's a nice neat, reference. And it keeps it different. It's good that they did that and didn't do the same thing each time. Hmm. Plus, it just shows that the people involved in making this are big fans of older Taku themselves. Oh, yeah. If there's one thing that helps a production team, it's them being nerds. Yes. Um, as far as dinosaurs go, the only other two that get any kind of focus are Top Gala and Stego. Uh, Top Gala goes to yeah, hell. Yeah, he's just a, a dick. I just want to reiterate this, that there is a giant robot dinosaur in hell in this universe. <laughs> It just amuses me that he's in hell, burning for eternity for his sins. Also, he's a mass murderer because he destroyed a city. Yeah. Um... We're meant to feel sympathetic for him mm. by the end. Like, oh, he really does care about Mick. He's a killer. At least with Stego, you can feel killers, for him. And one of them is Although, then nonsy. again, he is complicit in it. Because he's like, oh my god, I can find out my true power. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah, Stego is complicit <laughs> in this. No, he, he isn't just complicit. Yeah. He enables it. Stego should go to hell too. <laughs> okay, we need to come up with like a master list of every Sentai mech oh, that who's going deserves to, to go to hell. I could probably do that, yeah. <laughs> Stego goes to hell, Top Gala goes to hell. Uh, okay, which one this else? is like what the opposite of all dogs in? go to heaven. All mechs go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want next time there's an Abare oh. killer... <laughs> Cameo, he comes out looking very haggard. And <laughs> just like, um. Oh, cause it's, his, it's, it's his version of Hell at Doom Guy yes. turned up in this time. <laughs> oh, Barrakilla versus oh, Doom that. Guy. <laughs> or oh, just as, yeah, like, dude. you know, traumatized at one point. And it's like in that uh, one Whitest Kid You Know, the nail guns get. Every time I stepped, I stubbed my toe. <laughs> they only gave me thumbtacks to eat. <laughs> Ah, uh, all right. So, um, villains now for um, the characters' discussion. We we didn't really touch on them too much, aside from Jean slash Maharo, because she is the most proactive one, aside from Ray J. Oh yeah. And I know I'm 
I know I'm driving that joke into the ground, but I really don't know how else to pronounce um, it. It's, it's one thing to hear Japanese people say it, it's another thing to well, mimic it. Also, if we try and mimic it, it's like, are we just putting on a fake accent like, Reji? Reji? Well, I mean. Yeah. Does that make it uh, sound poncy? I don't like, know. I, I'm trying. Like, I, I try and say Bakuryu. Like, so, Reggie it is. Reggie. <laughs> Reggie. Reggie. Her body is... Re oh, no, actually. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> well, she well, she did keep on saying ready, you know, she wants a nice body. <laughs> My body oh. is... <laughs> well, no, it's more like she was ready for the, that mm. body. I'm going to stop talking but about her also, body. Also, <laughs> Desmo Zoya also wanted to... Bodies are ready. Oh, yeah, he wanted a nice body, too. Hmm. Presumably he wanted a nice one. He doesn't really specify it. I suppose at that point it's more like Krang, where he just wants any kind mm. of body. I wish he could do a good Krang impression. I was watching a documentary on the um, the animated series, and the guy who played Krang said that he started um, to, to do the Krang voice, he, to develop it. He started off doing the an impression of a, a, a Jewish mother and then made it more croaky, and then he just got Krang. Yeah, voice. I can see that. Um, a lot of I the... I've never been able to hear it. A lot of the sense. iconic voices are based on either old characters or very specific, um, like dialects and stuff. Oh yeah, Cosmos in um, Transformers is based on a bad Peter Lorre impression. Oh man, there are so many characters based on Peter Lorre. Like if you're a, if you're an old actor with a He's unique a voice, <laughs> congratulations, you're like eighty cartoon characters. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god, where was I? Um, villains, uh, Maro slash Jean. Um, she's got a weird back. So she starts as a um, resistance fighter, and then a mission goes awry, and she believes Oscar to have betrayed them. So she and her brother join. What's the most sensitive way of putting this? She's technically she she's Rage's mother, but not willingly. Yeah, this is where the series gets a little weird. Like, she is approached by Desmo Zoya to be the host of his spawn. That's a sensitive way of putting it, yeah. Uh, this is hinted at earlier on because she said that she doesn't acknowledge Rage as her daughter. It's, 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 it's not tonally consistent with Arbor Ranger and it was a bit jarring oh. when we found out. Mm. I found it jarring when we found out. Um, I can kind least. of see the point of that because when she's approached by Desmosoria, she she's obviously tricked by him. She's constantly fed illusions that Asuka betrayed her, cheated on her, does not care about her. So he submits, well he keeps on giving her so much of that that she rejects her own identity and is like, yeah, sure, use my body to just create that brood of yours because that's more the price she'll have to pay for the power to have revenge on Asuka, whom, you know, she is led to believe is a monster who betrayed her. Like, she's being controlled in that way. And that, to me, is why... I don't know, it feels quite poignant, really, when all the illusion falls. I'm, I'm not... I'm not saying it's a bad story to tell. I'm just saying that it's a bad... Arbor Ranger is a bad place yeah, to tell it. Yeah, it, it's quite mature and a, dark. If this was in a more mature... Yeah, if this was in a more mature Toku series, or any kind of... If this was in a, a more adult-targeted um, story, 
then sure, absolutely. I'm not saying that you can't use sensitive subject matter in a story. I'm not one of those weirdos. I'm just saying that a kid's toku show is a weird place to have this kind of subject matter. Like, they don't outright... It, it's it's just weird. And I'm going to kind of move Yeah, on it's it. probably best to. It's, I just wanted to put it out there that it was It's the weird. elephant in the room. It's not a great... It is the elephant in the room, and there is more to her character that we can talk about. Like the fact that she's absolutely badass. Like she's she's the most proactive villain in that she goes out there the most and fights the most, which is probably because she's not a you know twelve year old child or too massive, oh, cumbersome yeah, costumes. Yeah, that and you know it really suits the character motivation. It's like Asuka, that bastard, mm. has escaped to another Earth. I've got a personal stake in this. I'm gonna go sword him. To yeah. Death. That's her motivation. That's it. I mentioned you mentioned that you liked her <laughs> I, costume. I kind of feel that it it harkens back to eighties, cool. nineties um, Sentai when there were more villains that were just yeah. people in costumes rather than someone in a big full body suit. I I just like the silhouette it cuts. I, I just think it's neat. I'd, if I knew more about character design and costume design, I could probably articulate why I like it so much. But I don't, so I can't. I just think it looks neat. That's all the justification you need. This is what happens when someone incapable of producing something runs a podcast, reviewing things. It looked good. Make brain, make mm. good chemical. But no, she she's cool. Um, I keep saying that. It, it, it's true. She's a neat character to have around. She keeps things moving along. If it was just Monsters of the Week each episode, it would be boring. But when she comes out, it's a lot more engaging because it gives more of a human face oh, to the yes. villains. Oh, uh, yes. We've also got Desmazoria, which is the main villain we touched on a little bit. He's just mm. bad. Yeah, you don't even explain. It doesn't even... This is the third time I've done this. It doesn't really go into much detail about where he's from or even like anything. It's just like, oh yeah, he attacked, this happened. I'm going back to Debuff and... He was yeah. on the asteroid oh, that yeah. wiped out the dinosaurs. He, he, Super Mario it. Brothers, the movie did. Yes. Oh, why I, did I, I know we didn't touch before? on that in ages. Yeah. I was expecting you to say it. Ah. Oh God, I forgot. I, I forgot. I made that joke earlier. Yeah, it, this this show's got the same backstory as the Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm, and the problem is, like, I'd assume he'd have more agency in wanting to do something on another Earth, but it's like, no. This is this just another. Um... He just likes. Yeah, to it's just another target. Bad. I mean, at least with them, ah, oh, Kyoyuja. You know, it was like a Galactus-style entity that is trying to consume worlds. Yeah, that's... I mean, I'm hungry. I like to consume things. I can relate to that. Yeah. But I don't like to destroy things, so I can't relate to Desmosoria. And I should be able to relate to every single character in a story. Damn. Yeah, even the incomprehensible <laughs> eldritch deities must be identifiable by me on a personal level. I've got, I've got a feel for them. <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, he does his job. Big angry voice. Guess, not the best. But tells he does people it. to destroy. That's about it. Well, yeah, but if you want a big angry voice and just watch Trapdoor, the thing upstairs is a better Sentai villain than Desmosoria. <laughs> wow, I was not anyone... expecting a Trapdoor reference. I will reference. be genuinely, I will genuinely be impressed if anyone listening to this understood that reference. And this isn't me doing that YouTube thing, like smash that like button, comment if you know what I'm talking about. I genuinely want you to comment if you know what I'm oh, talking yeah. about. I want to see how far reaching Trapdoor is. I, Ranger's mini reviews, I really love Trapdoor. It was mm -hmm. one of my favourite shows as a kid, and it still is today. Um, despite 
being, Fuck. you know, the big boss of the series, he was just boring when he was in charge. At least when Aberry Killer was in there, it's like, you know what, let's go for something interesting. Let's screw with the Rangers. Let's yeah. do something that's out there. I mean, even bloody, um, oh God, Messiah in Ghostbusters. Even when he was just screaming, well, kill them all, kill them all. It's like, because, yeah. Yeah, because it was entertaining that the main villain was such a petulant child of a thing. And his poor underling, yeah. had to, Enter, had to deal with it. That was a fun dynamic with, with Desmazoria. There, there's no dynamic. He's just the evil voice that tells them to do things that they're yeah, already trying to do. Yeah, it's just boring when he's there, when he possesses Reggie to, you know, have them do stuff. It's just like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever, we're doing it, boss. You know, it's fine. Yeah, those are your those are your standing orders. That's what they've been doing from day one. You don't have to keep reminding them and electrocuting them. They are loyal. They have to literally you. nothing else to do. Yeah, their entire being is. Div- it's just just oh, lay well. back and chill. Um, You'll get your body soon. Uh, Ray J slash Ray Jewel. Um, fun idea, but weird execution. Yeah, I mean, I have little to really think about that character. It's like, okay, we've got. Our transa now, um, except she. No, was no, I like transa. Transa was a just a big old dick. Yeah, he got yeah, what he deserved. yeah. I, you know what? I'm going back. You know, Tran and Jetman. Okay, that was an interesting villain. Yeah, they were all interesting. Yeah, why, why are we talking about better sentai? Well, we're dodging the fact. Damn it! It's not the individual characters <laughs> that we like. Well, watch, watch it's Jet their Man. interactions. Like we. Yeah, they they all cut. They all coalesce into a into fun. We're just chugging our way through the these, but the best thing to do is just watch it. Like they are fun because they're intermingling. One character on their own is just boring yes. as hell. Like Asuka is boring without Maharo. Oi! Like what else uh, has he got? They are Otherwise, it's just going to be sad flashbacks. So yeah, Ray J slash Ray Jewel. I, I, I hate this name so much because it's not so easily pronounceable. Like I said, weird weird execution. I I like the idea of this kind of one-sided puppy love crush on a villain. You you could work with that and make a, an interesting story. It, it just it, it works to Barry Killer's detriment that he doesn't shut it down immediately. And I I, I she was fun. It, it, it was neat seeing her leave the uh, leave the base. And kind of try and do her own thing for a bit because she got frustrated with how stagnant mm. things were. I liked how she tried to do her own thing and live her own life briefly. Yeah, she's there, I guess. Um, I'm I'm gonna say this is a bad <laughs> thing, but she's just there as a vehicle, you know, in more ways than one. Like well, she's, she's the, the host of Desmazoya. Yeah, like she's just there to be the puppet to carry out the orders. She's not. E- she's not even the host of Infamous the show. She just translates. She, he, he just talks through her. Yeah. So she doesn't even have that going for her. Uh, there's also Michaela and Voth, who are fun and I like them, but they're still pretty flat. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're too. Hearts. They were only interesting because they were squabbling with them, um, Aberry Killer, because they still wanted to fulfil yeah. their, you know, prime directive. Yeah, they, they had a neat little um, Ujima flip. Um, they had this little... Oh, damn it. My words have gone. Yay! They were trying to usurp... <laughs> they were trying to usurp a Barry Killer by betraying him and stuff like that. And that was neat, seeing them trying to do that. I- I'm a big sucker for villain infighting with these kinds of things. It- it's Oh, yeah. If it's done well. I liked how they kind of bickered with each other, but were still kind of united with the same goal. It wasn't even serious bickering. It was just them 
shit talking each other's um drawings or uh compositions and stuff like that it's 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 neat definitely gives them a bit more character you know and then we got our supporting cast uh, where, where do we where do we put uh crocophone in this is he a villain or is he one of the supporting cast um he's a, a tragic example of modern day slavery <laughs> so uh yatsudenwami i did it yay did it. it's it's got too many syllables and i'm a dumbass okay me brain no work no good um so he he's interesting like i started off not liking him too much because i'm not a massive fan of shouty shouty characters but as things went on i started being more and more sympathetic to him oh and i yeah. liked him a lot more I mean, early on, it's like, okay, is he still a villain? He just wants to get back to Desmozoya. But then he becomes more and more likable, I guess, especially by the point that he's taken in by the Abba Rangers. So they just keep him around the cafe. They know he's harmless, even though he does dream about defeating them. But even then, that kind of goes away. You know, he realizes that there isn't much of a world outside of them. He can't really go back. It's almost like he just kind of developed proper self-awareness and independent thought, you know? Yeah, he, he has the most character development in the entire series. Yeah. Like, maybe more than Asuka. If they were robots, if the monsters were robots, it would make a bit more sense. Like, maybe Trinoids and Giganoids just aren't meant to be active for so long. You know, the longer they're out there for, the more of a distinct personality they form and stuff like that. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm thinking too much about it. Well, it but does make way, sense. It, yeah, they're supposed it works to... Well, it works well for him. Well, if you want, you know, a competent villain, you've got to give them enough intelligence to formulate new opinions based on things. And yeah, I mean, if they're not actively under the control of um, the big bad, they are going to, you know, get their own insight on the world and maybe even try and defend it because they then realise that there is more than being part of the will of an elder deity, especially when you have seen firsthand the kind of people who are defending the world. And as part of a heartwarming Rex to Riches empowerment story, uh, at the end of the Decker Ranger uh, crossover thing, we learn that he actually became the president of the Dino House conglomerate thing because it apparently got massively popular after Arbor Ranger and became a, a, a global thing warranting a skyscraper headquarters. Wow. <laughs> hey, do you think that he has a phone in his office or he just uses himself? He is the... F Damn it, you see his <laughs> office. I'm trying to remember if you see his phone. <laughs> then who was phone? He was phone. Oh! Well, that's an old... That's, that's old, an old, old ass copy pasta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have Ryunosuke, the guy who owns um, the surprisingly spacious restaurant that they live i mean the the main floor of the restaurant not so spacious but apparently they've got enough back rooms for everyone to live in yeah see okay this is where He's... i can we talk about Ryunosuke for a sec yeah okay <clears throat> so of course he is you know the oldest member of the team and even though he isn't able to don the power armor he is still an active part of it. So he lets them all hang out at his dinosaur-themed curry house. You know, that's really on the nose. And my main concern is, how did he get, you know, specialist contractors to make this kind of base? And also, he disappears for a few weeks, 
and you know just meets them up what shady dealings is he involved in because obviously <laughs> this curry house does not get enough uh, foot traffic traffic yeah yeah for the it to raise a profit i i cranky which other see which other series did we mention that it's obviously has to be some sort of money la- money laundering thing was it oh I... I think it was like the the crap shop in Wizard, the antique <laughs> yes, shop that yes. never sells anything. Like it's just no. I swear there was no. It was the fruit cafe in Game. Yes. Like yes. because there is no way that you can have that much fresh fruit imported from places Daily. in a small cafe setting. Yeah. Like that is the main Especially motif. In the summer months. Unless it's. Incredibly overpriced, which considering though that Gaim is set in one of those well, corporate owned cities, probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, in that case, yeah. But obviously, this old man is doing something that's not related to owning a cafe. Stolen Nazi gold from World War Two. Yes, that's how, you know, he was able to look after the rest of his family. He was, you know, at first, he was just keeping his siblings happy by, you know, dancing, just entertaining them. Then he came across some stuff, like, yeah, some stolen relics. Came across some <laughs> Nazi gold. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to live off that. And so he did. Hmm. Probably. Yeah, that's that's the he's least dark character. alternative. I like old characters in Sentai. It's, it's neat. They're, they're fun. He wasn't all smiles and sunshine, but you could tell that at times he was trying to be the strong one, especially to Emmy and Mai, because, you know, normally the kids would be left at the cafe. So he'd be the one to reassure them. He'd be the one to have some wisdom. He has a history of having to put up a stiff upper lip. And so that makes him even more precious when he's happy. He put more thought into that than I did. My first thing in his character right down is old man. Old man. Old man. Well, you don't really see him doing much old man things. It 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 describes his character, but doesn't define him. Yeah, none of these characters are particular, well, apart from Mikoto, are particularly bad. Especially the supporting characters for the heroes. Emmy is nice and you know engaging as well. She's fun. She likes to name as many of the superhero things as she can, and gets disappointed when she can't. Oh and yeah. A, a recurring a recurring thing is that she really wants to be an Arbor Ranger. And wants to be a barre pink, but apparently can't pronounce pink and keeps saying pig. Mmm. Ah, they baited us so much with that. I was like, yeah, come on. Like you've got a you know, a, a really energetic high schooler. Let's just just make her a pink. We need a we need a new one. She gets a uh, ranger key in Gokaija. Oh. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, she's she's in the Arbor Ranger Gokaija thing episode. Cool. Yeah. Uh, she's again. They're all like you said earlier. You, you summed it up really nicely. Individually, the characters are pretty lame and you know, kind of standard. But together, the way they interact with each other, it makes a much nicer story. Hmm. Uh, Mai is probably one of the best uh, kid characters for the most part. She, the actress, yes. isn't too bad. She's straight up you adorable. Get some really dire ones. I'm just glad to have I, her around. I'm her, glad she didn't yeah. get forgotten. Yeah, she isn't annoying until, like, one scene at the very end, which is weird, but um, she is, like, just your bog-standard, you know, incredibly cute little girl who just gets sad when, you know, Ryoga might not be able to make it to pick her up from kindergarten or something. And 
yeah. It, like, I was expecting to be more annoyed at this child character, but no. It's a cute little kid. She's there to be uh, Ryoga's... Endearing. Yeah, she, uh, she's his motivation. And it's like, okay, that's cool. And, you know, I kind of like the idea of her being raised in this um, alternative family setup. Like, I wish that would have been the case, so she would have learned more from the other members, but nah, she she just wants mm. Ryoga. Sometimes a family can be a dad, a dad, a dad, a dad. A Five sister, dads, two mothers, and uh, several. Yeah. And you know what? That's fine as long as they grow up decent. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's only one bit near the end where, you know, they defeat the big bad and um, they're all looking out and trying to find the mecha and stuff like, where are they? And she she just throws a little tantrum like, but Rogo was supposed to come to my recital. I hate you. Like, where the hell's that coming from? Yeah, my, like, your recital is destroyed. Do you the not world see the has literally the been saved. Like, chill. And, you know, they come out of the ground anyway. And it's like, ah, oh, OK, then. And you know, I think we mentioned they travel like Never she did. travels the world with Rog with Ryoga and she's sitting on the top of an RV and they're speaking in English. I'm like, you know what, sod it, that's cute. She's just yeah, sitting she there dressed as a little cowgirl. After the series, she uh, gets scouted by an agent and becomes an actress in Hollywood. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's why she isn't in much of the Decker Ranger crossover. It's just. Ryoga stops a fight halfway through to talk to her on the phone because he said he would. Aww. Yeah. I like how they revisit this. They revisited, um, like, Bucky Bonds in episode 50. Yeah, yeah. They put effort into some doing. of these. Bucky Bonds should have been an Arbor Ranger. Oh, like um, Richard Brown. Richard Brown, yes, absolutely. I've... Do you reckon they'll ever do a... Um... Like a, a black guy as a ranger in Super Sentai. Because they've done a white well, guy. Um, well, they've had, um, you know, a black chief in... Um, yeah, that, that's that's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Pat versus Lupin. Um, yeah. Um, I guess so. It just depends what sort of stars they want to get. Because normally they have um, comedians doing the stuff. Um, hmm. I, it wouldn't be out of the question. Not that it's... Particularly pressing issue or anything. I just wondered if they'd do yeah. it. You know, they've they've already had a white guy with Ramirez. Yeah, um, the guy who played Ramirez was also in the um, Upper Ranger Summer movie. Yes, as being the, the one captain. Yeah, as being the one character with you know half decent English lines because the other stuff was obviously dubbed over. I recognise that beard. Yeah, that beard and eating sixty McNuggets things. in an hour. <laughs> oh yeah, he did. Yeah. I forgot about that. <clears throat> a champion. <laughs> <laughs> a true hero among us all. <laughs> He's living the dream. Hey, um, this is a non sequitur, but since I mentioned McNuggets, in Germany, every McDonald's has a, um, a line to the American embassy in case there are any lost Americans. <laughs> oh wait, most of our listeners are Americans. We're not laughing at you, we're, we're laughing with you. Just just go to a German McDonald's, they do beer. The French ones do wine. Ooh. I wonder, I wonder how bad it tastes. I mean, what the hell would you pair that with? 
McDonald's isn't fancy stuff. Like, what? Just wine and McNuggets? That's not, that's not, you know, that's not a wholesome meal. That's a depression meal. <laughs> well, I don't know. It could also be a self-care meal if you've got the right attitude. <laughs> uh, you've been reading too many positivity blogs. What do you, what do you reckon they call a, uh, a quarter pounder with cheese in, in Paris? <laughs> Are they quarter pounder with cheese? Yes. That's how that line goes. Absolutely it is. Uh, Le quarter pounder avec fromage. Have you seen Paul? I'm not reciting Tarantino lines with you. Oh, thank God. <laughs> not since you let me play the gimp. You made me play the gimp. Well, it wouldn't be... It wouldn't work if it was consensual. <laughs> you look at that box and tell me he's there willingly. It was hot in there. I think I said this beforehand, but, you know, when it was made, it was owned by Miramax, which was part of Disney. So the Gimp is a Disney princess. Where is he and also, World, then? Um, hmm. I don't know. He's somewhere as a walk-around ah, character. Ah, He's incredibly rare. Ah. <laughs> to be honest, that's the sound most of the um, mascots make when they're wearing the full suits. <laughs> you have to take off the head and find the Gimp. <laughs> Nice and that's how I was inside. kicked out of Disney World. <laughs> Where's the gimp? So that that's pretty much our, our uh, discussion on Arbor Range, you know. Um, it's a very roundabout so my, my, way of talking about it. Yeah. Uh, if you want my kind of general kind of summed up in a nutshell thing, um, don't binge it. Watch it, watch it sparingly. That's the best way to enjoy it because that's the way it was meant to be enjoyed. It's not something you watch for the plot. It's something you watch for the characters interacting with each other. Um, not that the plot is particularly bad, but it's not particularly in-depth. Um, I've been watching Hibiki while I was watching this. Um, and Hibiki is much more of a serialized slice of life series. And I just couldn't help but compare it to that. You know, it's just I was watching it and trying to enjoy it in the way it wasn't intended. So that's probably why I've got so many nitpicks about that because I was coming at it from the wrong way. So just take that into consideration, kind of, with what I've said. I agree with you 100%. It isn't great binged. Just watch it as a little treat. It's entertaining. You see all the characters yes. on their own, not that great, but once they're all given a scenario and acting it out, it is fun. It, it goes together really nicely. I've mm. seen some Sentai which don't do it as well, but this is... Perfectly watchable. It's good. It's not the Citizen Kane of Sentai. But it can be fun. I've had some genuine laughs. Yes. Like the Nagoya bit. I love that. <laughs> oh, man. That, they, they just that do a lot a of straight-up gags. I, I quite like the one with the high schoolers, to be honest. Because uh, Mikkel ah. and Voffa, you know, in a previous episode, had made friends with a bunch. And then um, Yatsudenwani is like, hey, I know these guys. And they still use him to deliver. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Like I said, uh, I, I feel like I've been a bit... Da I've sounded like I'm way more down on this than I actually am. I am not. I, I did enjoy it. Mm. It's just that it's when you're like, talking about it, it's yeah. easy to talk about the bits that aren't so great. It's like it's easy we're to trying to... We're trying to review a really good food dish, but we're only doing it one ingredient at a time. So no matter how good this pizza's going to be, if we're only just talking about peppers for 10 minutes and then about mushrooms and then about some sausage, of course it sounds weird on its own in a vacuum, but it all goes in together. Yes. 
So, I mean, if there's one thing you should take away from this, it's absolutely check up, arrange your apps. Just don't binge it. In fact, you can say that about most Sentai. Just don't binge them. That's not how they're meant to be enjoyed. Yeah, you've got to pretend you're a Japanese kid on... It's not Saturday morning, it's, it's Sunday afternoon? Sunday. Sunday. No, Sunday morning. It's, Sunday it's mo- 7 in the morning. Oh, yes. Why was I thinking Sunday afternoon? You've got to put yourself into the shoes of little eight-year-old Kenny and, you know, say, it's Sunday morning, I'm going to watch me some Sentai. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs>